Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello and welcome to Just Films and That. This is the podcast that celebrates films we reckon might be underrated or underseen. And sometimes we like to listen to what you guys think might be underrated or underseen and get you to drop us your suggestions. And that's exactly what happened this week. And we're going to be talking about Gross Point Blank from 1997. So let's see what we reckon. So then, Josh, like I said, this week, it's another amazing listener suggestion. Mm. We've had some real corkers over the past few months, and this one is no exception. It's Gross Point Blank from 1997. So tell us a bit about who picked this one, what it's about, and why they picked it. Yes, so Gross Point Blank, then. This has been suggested by one of our Patreons, Jason. Um, He is one of our wonderful Patreons. And he is part of a tier where if you pay £5 a month, you can suggest a film for us to do, which is exactly what he has done. So anyone who is interested in going over to Patreon, it's patreon.com forward slash just films and that. If you go into the episode description for this, um, all the links will be there. Um, loads of tiers in there. Every every tier comes with um, early access to episodes, ad-free episodes, extended episodes, and a few bonus things as well, like being able to su- suggest a film, which, as I've already said, is what the wonderful Jason did. So I asked Jay, I got in touch with Jason and asked him why he suggested this. And he said, and I asked him to tell us a little bit about himself as well. And he said, um, I'm a gardener from West Norfolk. I live with my partner and two children. I enjoy films, TV shows and football and listen to podcasts about these subjects, which is obviously how he found us. Um, A little bit of true crime as well. And I think Gross Point Point Blank is underrated and underseen. Apart from my brother, I don't really know of anyone who's ever watched it. In the context of discussions about John Cusack, this film seems to get missed all the time time so he's picked it because he thinks it's underrated um so let's get stuck into talking about it then had you seen this one before alice i hadn't seen it and i hadn't heard of it and john cusack is someone whose name i've seen and heard flying around there for ages but i have no idea who he is and i don't think i've ever seen (laughs) anything that he's in no idea not a clue i didn't recognize his face i knew the name i know joan cusack Mm, from various sister. things, yeah, um, but not John. So, yeah, I was interested mm. interested to see what it was all about. Um, what about you, Josh? Had you seen this one before? I had seen this one before. I had seen it before and enjoyed it before and was quite glad when Jason picked it, to be honest, because it just gave me a chance to talk about a film I've, I've enjoyed before and watch it again. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, so I'm interested to know. We're literally going in this with you having never, ever seen a John Cusack film mm-hmm. or even heard it. Because yeah. there's one or two on my list. Oh, and I really wanted to pick at one point. I really wanted to pick High Fidelity, okay. which you should watch if you 
liked this. If you like John Cusack, you watch High Fidelity. Um, I haven't picked it. I would never pick it for the podcast because, to be honest, it's neither underseen nor underrated, I don't think. Okay. But if anyone wants to suggest it and make a case for it, they can do, but I'm not going to pick it. But there's a couple of other ones on my list as well. So, yes, I had I'd seen it before. I'd enjoyed it before. So, since you hadn't seen it before, I think we should come to you first. Okay. Uh, what, did you, did you, what were your general thoughts and what did you like about it? What did you think I thought about it, Josh? I can't... So, it's quite... It's quite interesting, isn't it? Because it's a sort of um, formulaic plot with unformulaic things in it. It's a sort of rom-com, anti-rom-com sort of thing. <laughs> so that's what I quite like about it is that it's it's a sort of dark comedy that it, that errs on the side of light. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's it's not dark in the in the way that some dark comedies are like. You know the way that like, people say things like. Um, Bronson's a dark comedy or some Coen Brothers films that like, I don't know, No Country for Old Men, some people might see it as that or right. something yeah. like that. They might, <laughs> might see it as a darker comedy. Mm. Um, whereas this is, it's dark in places in the subject matter is dark, but it's quite upbeat and light in its mm-hmm. execution. I think, I think, I think you liked it because I think, I think I can imagine you really liking Martin Blank as a character, as a leading man. Interesting. Um, I, I think you could I I think you liked it. And also it's got a great soundtrack. <laughs> it so has that got usually a that usually great soundtrack. It. It. But um, yes, on, I, I did like it. Yeah. And I, I liked it a, a lot more than I thought I was going to. And to be honest, it just totally starts with a bang, doesn't it? So if we yeah. start with the opening scene, which I just think is so nicely constructed, it's such a strong start and invites so many questions and so much intrigue about this guy and the situation he's found himself in. And it just sets the tone for the film up really well as this hitman film that is going to be a bit daft. And, you know, mm. we're not talking kind of serious thriller type assassin stuff. It's how does this expert killer cope with its high school reunion. Yeah, that's like, it, isn't it? That's, I just love that as a concept. I think the the opportunity for comedy in there is endless and they do really utilise it and I, I found it it's, thoroughly it's entertaining. A, it's a really good mix of a, of a sort of high and low stakes. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. someone who's constantly involved in high stakes situations in a low stakes situation and exactly. that being that and, and, and that being, you know, the type of character he is as being quite neurotic and paranoid and highly intelligent and all that sort of thing um just you know killing people for a living he talks at one point about killing like dictators and politicians and stuff like that but he's you know scared to go to his high school reunion so yeah so that sort of idea is is quite interesting and that's what i mean i suppose there's a there's a strong concept there Mm. in and, and a strong formula but it is done a little bit differently which is what i think brings people to it Yeah, for sure. I totally get that. I think the script is excellent as well. The whole thing is just really nicely written. It's a very wordy film and a lot of the conversations are really intriguing or or entertaining and witty. And it is just pretty funny. Like a lot Mm. of the comedy for me comes from Martin's relationship with Marcella, who's like his secretary. And the film does a great job at establishing their relationship very quickly. And they're both instantly quite likable because of Mm. it. Like there's no need for just like pages and pages of script and dialogue to kind of suss out who these people are. They're having a conversation over the phone while he's trying to do a hit. And I feel like you just learn everything you need to know about these characters in that moment. Do you think that's because they're brother and sister, so they sort of bounce off each other well? 
I mean, it could be, couldn't it? But they spend they spend so much of the film on the phone to each other, so they're not really. And are they ever actually they're not in really person in, together? They, they are. They are at one point because he comes over and he calls her Sergeant Pepper because of the oh, jacket yeah, oh, yeah. that she's, she's wearing, the, which yeah, I also yeah. found very yeah. funny. But I think that's the only time where he sort of comes back to the office, and then other than that, they've got almost like a strictly telephone mm. relationship. But I think. There's like an element of creativity, a creativity opportunity in there as well. And and because the way you talk to someone over the phone is different to how you talk to them in person. Mm. So I think it means the kind of conversations they can have are a bit more like tongue in cheek and stuff and talking about really serious things like killing people as if it's nothing, but then talking about the high school reunion like it's the end of the world. And I just love how obsessed she is with him going with him to going. the reunion as well. <laughs> He's like, she keeps saying, it's like, I think you should go, I think you should go. And then it's like, oh, you can do a hit while you're there. So, you know, not a total waste of time. You can mix it with work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there is there's a lot of comedy in the nonchalance of the way they approach what they're doing. So there's a For whole sure, subplot yeah. in it of the sort of antagonist, if you like, is played by Dan Aykroyd, and he's another hitman. And the whole thing is he's trying to basically unionize all yeah. hitmen. Which is so funny, that, isn't because, it? Yeah, because they keep turning up at the same job. Mm. You know, because some two people have hired him to kill the same person or whatever. So then it's like it's almost like they they are talking about their career of being professional killers in the same way like traveling salesmen would. Uh-huh. We'd talk about like, oh, don't go and try and sell them, you know, I don't know, fabric softener or I don't know, the, the traveling salesman even a thing anymore. But don't go and try and sell them the product because I've already tried to sell them the product. You know, that sort of thing. And it's, yeah, it is it is a very funny, it's, 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 and it's, it does that great thing that a lot of dark comedies do, which is like by addressing, <laughs> by addressing really dark stuff in a really normal way. Every now and then you, you just get sucked into the world every now and then you go, oh yeah, they all, They'll kill people. Yeah, and it means yeah. when the the sort of the violence and the aggression does happen. So like when we have maybe the shootout at the end, or you've got um, when Martin's trying to poison someone in his hotel room <laughs> yeah. and stuff. It's like a, a a bit of a jolt, isn't it? It's like oh oh yeah, shit, that's his job, and that's mm. what the film's all about. And it's a, it's just a really interesting blend, and I think the film pulls it off so well. Uh, what were some of your favorite things about this? Obviously, you said you'd already seen it and you'd yeah. already enjoyed it. Yeah, so I'd already seen it, already enjoyed it. Yeah, so so you, we talked a little bit there about about the 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 comedy and the script and stuff like that. I want to talk a little bit around the performances and the mm-hmm. cast and stuff like that. So let's talk about John Cusack, who you'd never heard of. So John I, no, Cusack's no, no, no. I'd heard of him. Oh, you'd I heard of him. Sorry, seen never seen him anything. anything. Never seen right. him anything. So John Cusack, and the, I want to talk a little bit about John Cusack and the character of Martin Blank himself, because he's he's a bit of a different leading man, Martin Blank. And I think John Cusack's particularly good at this. A little bit like the way someone like Nicolas Cage can be really good at it, or, you know, mm. in that they're, they're a leading man, but, you know, there's a little bit of edge to them, there's a little bit of quirk to them. Because Martin Blank as a character, he's really interesting because, you know, he's neurotic, he's highly intelligent, but at the same time, he's really, really likable. And despite the fact that he kills people for a living, you still root for him, you still want to succeed. They even managed to build a little bit of empathy for him, by things like the fact that he goes back to his hometown and his mum's in a care home mm. and his childhood home has been replaced by a shop and stuff like that. So, and I love that idea of, of an, you know, he brings, I think John Cusack, what he does is he brings a really great sort of quirky energy to the character. He's a, I think he's quite, a, he's an interesting screen presence because what he is, is he, he's a sort of, the way I've written it here is he's, he's an he's a, he's a intense, sexy everyman. Mm-hmm. With a with a bit of a dark side, you know, he's he's a good as the sort of guy who is unhinged and is trying to keep a bit of a lid on it, mm-hmm. but at the same time, 
is also got a bit of normality to him. You know, he's not he's not full Nicolas Cage, but he's also not full Tom Cruise. You know, he's mm-hmm. he's slap bang in the middle of those two, if anyone ever has been. So I love the idea of him as this sort of neurotic guy trying to, you know, he, he requires anonymity for his job. And he's then thrust into a world where he's constantly recognized and constantly asked, asked, asked questions about what he does for a living. I think he, it does a, he does a perfect job of sort of likability, broodingness, intensity, and, and that sort of thing. And then I want to talk a little bit as well about Mini Driver. So Mini mm. Driver is the, 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 the female lead in this. I mean, I think she's great. So we've done, I don't know if we've done many other films with her in, but she's in I Give It A Year. And I remember when we did I Give It A Year, talking about oh, yeah. how how we thought she was really funny because obviously she's British, but she's American in this. She's the emotional heart of the film, really, because she's the girlfriend that he stood up at prompt because he freaked out, joined the army, went into business for myself, killed people, whatever it is, the line that he keeps saying. And I always think, I think Minnie Driver's quite underrated. She's always really charming and watchable. Again, if you think about I Give It A Year, where she's got a small but memorable part, or if you think about something like Goodwill Hunting, where she's got a bigger part and, again, is a, is a big emotional part of that film. Um, I think there's a really, really great chemistry between those two as well they sort of you they, they sort of they do actually sparkle a little bit when they're together when they first get together there's this bit where obviously she's not seen him for 10 years because he stood her up at prom and there's a little moment where they have a little standoff and then she just kisses him and it's really sort of quite you know i think it's quite funny great supporting cast in this as well so you've got mm-hmm. the late great alan arkin who obviously we did earlier this year in freebie and the bean has sadly since um passed away but he's the the therapist that um doesn't want to be his therapist. Really, really love that. Uh, you got Jeremy Piven in there as his sort of childhood friend who I liked. Hank Azaria in there as an FBI agent. And then for me, yeah, Joan Cusack is the highlight of the, yeah, as, his, as, his, as, his, as Marcella is PA. I mean, there's a lot of great, there's a lot of great manic energy in this. I read somewhere mm-hmm. that the director had everyone do multiple takes in different ways. So that apparently there's like a cut of the film where it's quite underplayed and there's a okay. cut of the film where it's quite overplayed. And I think the third version is what you see, which is mm. sort of those two mixed together. Because there are bits where Dan Aykroyd's doing his shtick, you know, as 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 is it Grosser, the villain. Mm-hmm. And it's very much like you know, normally you're used to seeing Dan Aykroyd, you know, quick fire lines, da-da-da-da-da. And there's other bits where he's got like absolute chaos in his eyes and you're like, it's not a side of him you've seen before. So yeah, really great performances from all around, but obviously particularly carried by, I think, John Cusack. Um, but yeah, what do you think of the performances? Well, I had a, a whole paragraph here written about Debbie and about her character mm. because it, it's exactly like you said. I believe their relationship, like they yeah. have got good on-screen chemistry, and because we're sort of not too far from doing uh, Fantastic Four and then Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver Surfer, mm. and because in that um, Reed Richards and Susan Storm don't have any chemistry whatsoever, and it's kind of quite irritating and it makes yeah. you get bored of the film. I I think I'd sort of forgotten how important it is to have that spark and, and to actually believe that the people you're watching would have a relationship or, or you know, that they would be connected in some oh, way. Yeah. Yeah. And with these two, I, I just, I just totally bought it. I, I, yeah. I completely kind of believed their history Proper and believed their relationship. I think, isn't it? It's like yeah, magnetism. for sure. Yeah. I mean, if people, if leading characters don't have chemistry when they need to, Regard, it doesn't even, I don't even mean romantic, even if they just have to have chemistry, even if it's two leads in an action film or whatever. Yeah, for sure. Then, then if they don't have that chemistry, it is deafening when you watch it. Yeah. It's almost even, distracting. It's like a crap special effect. And e- even if they're, even if they're faking it, like even if you have to fake it, like I get it. Some actors don't get on. You hear, you know, stories about us like, oh yeah, these two hated each other on set, but on screen they just brought it mm. and it, you know, the magic comes to life sort of thing. 
But now, because I've had a couple of instances where I've seen it lacking, so then to see it again in this, I was just like, oh, yeah, that's that's what it is. That's what the magic is, where you just believe that these people existed and knew each other mm. before and then will go on to keep knowing each other after. It's it's that sort of thing, isn't it? But Debbie as a character I did think was really great. I love the way that she's, she's sort of spoken about before we see her mm. as if she's like going to be this incredible, like supermodel type angel mm. from above sort of thing. Because Martin seems to be sort of semi-obsessed with her, like there's a bit of heartbreak that's gone on there that we hear about. Dreams with this about therapist. every night. <laughs> exactly. So you're <laughs> expecting just like this wow, wow factor of a woman. And the first scene or the first shot that we see of her is her mouth and her lips when she's talking into the mm. microphone doing her radio show. And then you sort of pull out to get like this medium wide and she's just like this normal kind of looking woman like she mm. just looks normal and she's wearing a jumper and she's not wearing much makeup and it just kind of makes her that bit more endearing and it makes martin more endearing as well because it's just like that sort of girl next door thing it's like oh this was just your childhood sweetheart but because of the way it ended he never got the closure she never got the closure hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And that's why she's just sort of stuck in his head. Yeah, he's almost he deified her in his head of like, yeah, you know, this, exactly. this girl, she was, she was everything, yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a really good point, actually. I never, yeah, I never even that, it never even occurred to me. And you're definitely rooting for them 
as yeah. well. And like, obviously, as it goes on, and he keeps saying, you know, I, I kill people for a living. And she's like, ha ha, yeah, yeah. Because he says it to everyone. And obviously, no one believes him. And then obviously, towards the end, and you know, there's a hit that's out on her dad, and they have the shootout in her house and stuff. And he asks her to marry him when, you know, they're getting <laughs> shot at and stuff. And he's covered in blood and all that. It was just really nice sort of building of their mm. relationship and watching sort of how they develop. And you are you are happy when they sort of drive off together at the end. There are, you've already touched on there, but yes, the, some of the side characters are just so funny, like his estate agent buddy and like mm. the guy who's kind of a police officer, but not a police officer in the neighborhood and sort <laughs> yeah. of thing. Like they've just got he's really like, good. He's like, stop showing up to house viewings. Yeah, like they've just got really good one-liners. They're just quite... They're sort of quite well developed in a very short space of time, and I like the way that they all interact with Martin. They do a lot of good uh, world building, don't they? It's as if you get the impression from the world they built that he's the only one that left. Yeah. And then it yeah, goes exactly. back, and it's like, oh, everyone's still the same. Yeah. They just have jobs now and kids and stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it, they're, they're really clever the way they do that. And just finally, I love the shootout at the end. I think yeah. it's a brilliant scene, a brilliant sequence. You get these, it sort of flip-flops between being incredibly violent and incredibly aggressive to then being amusing and fun with lots of quippy mm. one-liners. And I just thought it was designed really well. Uh, what about you? Was there anything else for you there? Yeah, no, you well, I, I, just to touch on that there, I think there is some good action in it. I like the, the end shootout. I also like the fight in the school with the other with the hitman. So that other hitman it's is great, actually, yeah. he's not, well, he's, I suppose he's an actor by definition in that he's in this, but he's actually John Cusack's kickboxing teacher. Well, so John Cusack's really that? into kickboxing. I know this. John Cusack's really into kickboxing, and that guy is a. He's, yeah. I can't remember his surname. His first name is Benny, and he developed his own. You know the way the way Bruce Lee de developed his own martial art. He developed his own sort of style or spin on kickboxing. Um, and go. and they he they he trained John Cusack, and then yeah, mm -hmm. he's in this. So, and I think once you know that and you watch it, you can tell that obviously they've. I don't think you could tell this part before because it's a choreographed fight, but it is a, it's a well choreographed fight by two people who definitely know what they're doing. I think that really, that really, really shows. So we'll move on now then to talking about anything that we didn't like about the film or perhaps anything that we would change. So Josh, what does this list look like for you? It was a tough one, this, because there's not... It, it, there's not loads. I was trying to find... Because it's not like... It, it wouldn't be a film that like I would... It didn't blow me away. It's not like in my top mm -hmm. ten or anything like that. It's just a decent, well-made comedy that mm -hmm. that I think probably like Jason deserves to be seen by more people or be better rated or whatever. In terms of what I've put in here, I, I think you could probably see that some people might see the comedy as a bit niche or a bit subtle in places. Okay. I think more people might be expecting, you know, comedic set pieces or more comedic set pieces, you know, and, and, and that sort of thing. I don't particularly feel like that, but I can see how you would. The only other thing I've put is the twist at the end with Mini Driver's dad seems a bit random. Okay. It's just yeah. sort of, so he's in the middle of, he's been to the high school reunion, he's having the battle with Dan Aykroyd's character, and then at one point, he is just suddenly, they're trying to kill Mini Driver's dad. Mm -hmm. And he never really found out why, and I wonder if perhaps there's, something there that was lost at the editing process or something like that as to maybe there's a little subplot of actually he's a bit shady or whatever. And obviously he is a bit shady. That's why they're trying to kill him because the whole, there's a whole message about the film of the way he rationalizes killing people is, well, if you've done something to bring me to your door, you've probably done something wrong, mm -hmm. which to be fair, the logic of that does sort of, does sort of work out to a degree, mm -hmm. but not necessarily because 
what you know people you might just hire someone to kill your partner do you know what i mean or, well, exactly because you're just it. fuming they yeah, did load the dishwasher again do you know yeah. what i mean oh, oh he, he should though shouldn't he, he should load the dishwasher, <laughs> to be fair. no um yeah so that twist at the end with mini driver's dad seemed a little bit like they needed they needed to get the characters into a place for a set piece and they mm. chose his house and that seemed a bit random so i don't know what do you think of that so I, I hadn't considered that at all, but now that you've said it, it does sort of feel a bit rushed. Like it feels like, oh, we need to end the film. Yeah. Because you have the great um, moment where he kills the guy in the school yeah, with the yeah. pen. Brilliant. Nice and visceral, that. I love it. And you kind of feel like, oh, that that is the climax of the film, right? This mm. was the thing that we've been talking about for ages. This is what the characters have been focused on for a while. And then it just sort of kind of goes, oh, no, we need another thing. Yeah, what, yeah. what can the next thing be? So it does feel a bit like, oh yeah, we just we we needed a way to finish the film, and that does feel a little bit shoehorned in there actually. Yeah. Now that now that you mention it, I really they needed see that. John Cusack. They needed Martin to kill to kill Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it's, I thought that was a little bit. I've never noticed that before in my head. I remembered it that they ended up at Mini Driver's house because. Mm-hmm. Because they that he was just followed there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, they're just trying to kill and him. They're just yeah, trying to yeah. kill him. But yeah. it's not that. There's just a random twist, and it's not needed. So that's the only thing mm-hmm. for me. What What about you? Then is there much for you? So there are just two things for me. One of them I do think is a genuine point, but the other one I feel like is just my personal taste. First one is that there is the odd bit of lazy storytelling where a character just needs to say a thing to let the audience know without showing us or without using perhaps more sophisticated methods to get the information across. So the main instance of this that I noticed is when Dan Aykroyd's character, Grocer, he realises that Martin is going to go to Detroit and that he's taken a job off them. And he literally says, to himself fucking martin blank snaked the detroit job from me and i was like i didn't really feel like he needed to say it because i feel like enough Mm. had gone on for us to realize and for him to be able to figure out without him having to tell us explicitly yeah it's telling not showing a little bit yeah exactly because he's having that conversation online with someone who says oh i found someone else to do it or something Mm. and then obviously he clicks like oh yeah martin's going to detroit it must be him but because we've already established that he knows that martin's going to detroit anyway i feel like he could have just he could have just been like oh son of a bitch like we could have just had like a light bulb moment i don't think he needed to say it um so that that was just one that i really noticed in particular the other thing this is personal preference this one this is personal preference, yeah, yeah. and I, you know, this is me maybe just missing the point a little bit here. <laughs> but I would have loved to have seen more assassinations or more attempted assassinations. So that opening scene is great with all the shooting, and then you've got another one later on where Martin's trying to poison someone by dropping poison in their mouth while he's like up in the ceiling, and then the person's sleeping down below. And because these scenes were so well done, I would have liked to have seen more. I wanted a bit more violence, a bit more of these like creative techniques. So like, well, how do you succeed as an assassin, as a hitman? What are the different things that you need to think of and Mm. do and that sort of thing? So I wanted a little bit more of that. But the film is obviously meant to be more about this hitman, this like cold-blooded killer being out of his comfort zone at his high school reunion Mm. and how kind of silly that sounds that he can't cope with this situation, even though he's in high pressure situations all the time. So I do get that. It was just I just kind of thought, oh, I would have liked to see just you know I would like my violence. Yeah, Josh. You love, like I would have liked a little bit more. I you think. do love violence. So that'd be um 
so that'd be something you'd change then, perhaps more yeah, different. I think so, so maybe at the beginning, rather than it being one thing, it's multiple intercuts of him killing diff- you know, three or four different people in different ways as he argues with Marcella on the phone, something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a few yeah. more, or just like a few I, more dotted out throughout the film. Yeah, I think it definitely. It does. It's not. I don't think it loses anything in the way that it's made, but I think that it definitely gains something from the way you've said it there. Yeah. So. So yeah. We'll move on now then to talking about the critical reception and assessing whether we agree that this film mm. is perhaps underrated or underseen. So I've not seen the critical reception. No. I tell you, have you, have you got that ready I've got for it here, I've got it. How You've do got you it think there. it did? How, did How you do I think, think it did? And what I would mean, you I, give it? I think, I think we can comfortably call this a low seven. Mm. I think okay. we're probably looking at like a seven point, I'll say a 7.3. Okay. What do I think it got? I think it probably got about that, to be honest. I okay. think I think it's a well-made film. I think it's funnier than you sort of expect it to be, and funnier in quite subtle ways as well, which mm. I do quite enjoy. So okay. I reckon, yeah, 7.3, and that's what I think it got, and that is what I would give it. Interesting. Okay, let's have a look. So at the time of recording, on IMDb, mm-hmm. it gets... 7.3. No, it does. It See, does. The problem is when, when I'm too accurate, it seems like I'm I'm lying. And it, it seems like I've looked that up just so I can look amazing well, and like I'm just great at reading films. Yes, but <laughs> oh, then on the other hand, over on Rotten Tomatoes, you are, mm-hmm. you, you, you're a bit out here because the critics okay. give it 82%. Oh, wow, that's high. And the audience give it 87%, which Ooh. averages out about wow. 8 out of 10. Oh, wow. Um, so, I, I mean, for me, I'd say... I'm happy to call that appropriately rated, but you I don't know, would you say that's overrated? Well, I I think I would say for me that is that is a little bit overrated, but because obviously I'm quite harsh, mm. eight is like that's that's like a knockout for me. Like we're talking, yeah. you know, some of the best cinema I've ever seen, sort of thing. One so, of your eights is like an eight and a half for me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I I mean, I do think that's a little bit overrated, but I am more than happy to concede on mm. this for sure and for this to go in, in the appropriately rated well, if, vault. But if, I don't think it's underrated. If Jason reckons it's underrated, I reckon it, you're, it's appropriately rated and you think it's overrated. Let's put it to the listeners and see what they think because that's three different options. Okay, there we go. Another listener suggestion in the bag. We'll put it out to you guys as to what you think it is. But thank you very much for Jason for, for well, for getting in touch and suggesting a film, for supporting us on Patreon. We massively appreciate it. Thank oh, you very yes. much. Thank you very um, much, Jason. That was a good one. I really it was. It was a good one. That. That. Um, yeah. Yes. Uh, anyway, it's your turn to pick next week, Alice. So okay. what are we watching, digesting and talking about next week? Okay, so sort of sticking, you know, with the violent theme, oh, which good. you know we know that I'm quite into, but a different, different sort of, different sort of oh, thing God. going on. So we're gonna be watching, and this is we'll 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 see how we go with this. We'll see what you think, but we've got to be watching Action Force, otherwise also known as the GI Joe movie. The GI Joe movie. Uh huh. So not the one with Channing Tatum. No, it's a, it's animated. Right, okay, okay. Okay. Oh, interesting, another animated one. Okay. Yes. Okay. So it's called, it's called Action Force. 
So I, so I'll, I'll tell you all about it next week, but uh, I know it as Action Force. I believed it was released in the UK as Action Force, but in America, it's G.I. Right. Joe, the movie. Right, okay. Okay, well, next week, we'll, be, we'll call it Action Force. Uh-huh. Um, and th- yeah, so next week, we're going to be talking about Action Force. And in the meantime, if you'd like to get in touch with us, it's filmsandthatpod at gmail.com. We're on all the social medias, if you just search for just films and that on wherever you get your social media, Facebook, Twitter, X, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. You'll find us all. Check us out. Give us a follow. Get in touch if you've got a film. And we very much like to hear from you um, we're on the television as well aren't we Alice we are indeed every Friday evening from 6pm you can find us on the local TV network so if you live in Birmingham Bristol Leeds Liverpool or the northeast of England you can find us on channel 7 on Freeview or if you live in North Wales or South Wales you can find us on channel 8 on Freeview I'm also uploading all the videos to Daily Motion so if you slide on over there and type in just films and that you'll be able to see exactly what it is we're up to and it's as always talking about all our favourite underrated and underseen films Yes, indeed. Well, thank you very much for listening this week and we'll see you next week. Um, It's goodbye from me. Cheerio. Bye. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.